The Buccaneers' future is in doubt, and now they prepare to take on the Panthers, who are looking to play spoiler the rest of the way. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this WTSP Wednesday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. And of course, you can follow everything on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JRCO underscore Bucks. He is Evan Klosky at Eklosky. WTSP. We are your WTSP Wednesday folks here on Locked On Bucks. You can check out everything that Evan is doing on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10tampabay.com. You can check out my work as the deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com. And we are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, we want to share our appreciation for your continued support of the show. And now you can join the Locked On Bucks Insiders, where you're going to get news, the inside scoop, and exclusive content delivered directly to your phone, plus one-on-one conversations with me via text message. Join the Locked On Bucks Insiders now and be in the know all the time. Join subtext.com slash Locked On Bucks. This episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash Locked On NFL and use code Locked On NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. Carolina Panthers are coming up this weekend. We have predictions. We have a mailbag question. All of that is coming up in a little bit. But first, we have to start with the elephant in the room that David and I have, you know, very strenuously, um, you know, noticed over the last couple of days and talked about it, talked about it on the live after the uh, the loss to the Colts, talked about it again on Monday. But this is the first time that I've talked to you about it, Evan. And um, there's a lot of people calling for the firing of Todd Bowles. David has gotten a lot of support on social media for his stance that it shouldn't happen. Uh, I've been very vocal about the and people are supporting that people are supporting that. I'm, I'm just I'm not saying that I'm, I'm anti what David's saying. I'm just surprised that the people are are more in majority of that. You, What I've been seeing is more of the firing bulls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But David laid out some great points. I've gone into uh, into depth about the domino effect that comes from firing bulls and how that's going to affect the franchise beyond just the coaching staff. It, it falls down to the players you you're looking at probably losing Mike Evans and Levante David uh, if there's a a whole blow it up and start over situation. But we have had a couple of Locked On Bucks insiders say that they want him gone and it's best to move on. So, Evan, two-part question here. Should the Buccaneers fire Todd Bowles after this season, assuming they don't make the playoffs? And will they fire Todd Bowles after the season? So, first off, we have to see how this season finishes out because it, I mean, it really all predicates on what these final six games look like, right? At this juncture, the Buccaneers still control their own destiny. So let's say they go five and one down a stretch, win all their divisional games. Let's say they lose to, let's say they lose in Jacksonville, right? They'll, they'll beat the Bills. They'll, they'll beat the Jaguars. They'll, they'll lose in, sorry, they'll lose in Green Bay. Um, 
Well, he's going to get his job next year because it's going to prove that he finished, you know, strong down the stretch. They won the division and they probably maxed out on the potential of what this team was going to be before the season. That would be a nine win year, mind you. Um, Having said that, um, if they lose to the Panthers this weekend, I don't think Bowles is going to make it out of Monday. So I want to answer your question, but the variables are really tough because it all depends on how this goes and how bad it looks. But I would argue that if they don't make the playoffs, more likely than not, Todd Bowles will be gone um, unless there is some sort of stretch at the end where they rattle off a bunch of wins, they fall a game short, and it proves that, hey, we got something here, don't break us up. Um, but it's an uphill battle for Todd. I, I think I think he's got to win the division at this point. And, um, and I would say the odds are more likely than not that he will not be the head coach in in 2024 um and and two things could be true because i've been on record saying that bowls got handed a crappy hand um which i think is very true i think he was he was not set up for success last year i think it was a bs year for him didn't get the hires assistance he bailed the organization out of a crap situation with tom brady returning and him not wanting to play under bruce arians not that he doesn't like bruce you know it was just that bruce was kind of at the point of his career where he was not going to spend the late nights and, and develop the game plan. And, um, and then at this point, it's, it's starting to prove that Todd is, um, he's not, he's not able to hold his players accountable enough to thrive on Sundays. Um, last year we said the same thing. It's just like, Hey, you know, we practice great. We know these things. These are mistakes we've seen. We've talked about it. So on and so forth. Like at some point that's on you, buddy. That's your fault. Like clunkers happen. One or two of them, you know, in the grand scheme, whatever. But when we go, I put a whole reel together on, on, on Twitter or X, whatever. Um, I put a whole reel together from like week seven on, and it's just a repeat of the same thing. At some point, what's the problem here? Why are your players not showing up on Sunday? Why are they making dumb mistakes? That's coaching. So um, when it's when it happens once in a while, I tend to say that's on the player. When it happens consistently, that's a coaching thing. So, um, yeah, I just uh, – delicate situation, but – I really am am holding back a lot because for the players and Todd Bowles, they control their own destiny. They do. As crazy as that sounds, it's right there in front of them. And the players and the coaching staff have to decide how badly they want it. And if they're going to be able to reach the level of execution necessary to, um, to keep all boats moving forward. Yeah, and, and David said a lot of the the same things that you're saying about kind of the the throwaway year last year uh, and, and some of the issues this year. But, you know, you take a look, and, and one of the other things that David mentioned, I'll get your thoughts on this real quick, is that a lot of this is fueled by kind of the instant gratification society that we're in nowadays. They, you know, A lot of people think you fire the head coach, you draft a quarterback in the top five, and all of a sudden, all the problems are fixed. And, and the problem is, is the Buccaneers issues go far deeper than that. And, and the quarterback is not a top five problem. The coach may not even be 
a top five problem at, at this point in time. And, and then you're talking about the possibility if you're going to fire Bowles, are the Glazers going to look at Jason Light and say, look, you know, once again, you know, you're, you know, your team is failing and, and the head coach search is on again. Are they going to start pointing the finger at, at Jason Light, which I don't think they should. I talked about that on yesterday's episode, but is, is a lot of the outrage, so to speak, fueled by by the fact that you know people think that changing the head coach and and drafting a rookie quarterback are all of a sudden going to turn the bucks into uh you know the chiefs or or the eagles let me so, so there's a lot there uh we do live in an instant gratification society um i do laugh that people think that baker is the problem with this team and that if you insert another qb things are going to be fixed been on record saying that Baker is an average quarterback. He's not going to win you games. He's most likely not going to lose you games. He's going to make great plays. He's going to make stupid plays. He's to me, he's number 15 to 18. That's that's and I I made this comparison before uh talking with someone on social media. The boat is sinking. There are a lot of holes to worry about. And and when you're you have a sinking boat, you have to worry about the biggest hole first. Am I here to tell you that Baker is the biggest hole? No, he's not. Is he a hole? Yes. Will it have to be addressed at some point to make sure the boat does not sink? Yes. But when you're talking about biggest holes, quarterback is not it. Now, if you do hire a new head coach and they're offensively minded and they love a kid coming out of college and this is their pick, yeah, you marry a head coach with the quarterback. And and that's just the way that it works because, you know, look at Frank Reich. Uh, and there's a lot of things that go into that, but but ultimately, you know, you're not guaranteed much in this league. And if you're gonna, if you're a head coach, you know that more more likely than not, you're gonna be fired from that job. So you want to go down with your people, and the quarterback is the number one position. And if you hire an offensive mind, that's just the way it's gonna work. Long winded answer. There's a lot of prongs to it. I just um, I get what David's saying, but. Maybe they do need a new defensive mind. Um, I think Bowles is a great DC, but but this year has been a real repudiation on what he's able to do to elevate the guys in the trenches. And, you know, Devin White being less than 100% this entire season outside of two games uh, significantly hurts as well. So that's that's been a pain in the tush. All right, well, we're going to take a look at the first of about five must-win games for the Buccaneers down the stretch of the season and do a quick jump into the insider mailbag. That's next on the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Did the game go to timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That's ordering time. Two-minute warning, you got it. That's your cue to order in. Order for whatever craving strikes you. Maybe you're in the mood for a Cuban sandwich and potato balls from Cuban Express. Maybe today's more of a shell seafood kind of day, or you're grabbing some wings from Shamrock's Ale House. All of your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery are on the app so you can shop everything you need to get game ready. 
Get prepared before game day and stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all your tailgate gear on DoorDash. Then get ready to watch your team win. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. Don't forget to use code LOCKED23 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms apply. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America, and they are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you just pick more or less than on a two to six player stat projection and watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks is really simple to play, and I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. This week, I'm going with Baker Mayfield to have less than 240 and a half passing yards, Mike Evans more than 65 and a half receiving yards, Adam Thielen more than 61 and a half receiving yards, Rashad White more than 57.7 rushing yards, and Bryce Young more than 192 and a half passing yards. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel the buccaneers are now set to face the carolina panthers for the first time this season and it's one of four remaining division games for the bucks over the next six weeks the panthers of course just fired frank reich because you know trading away your best player last year and then your next best player to move up and draft a quarterback with nothing else there to help him shockingly didn't work so obviously it's frank's fault uh this is a game that the bucks should not only win but they should dominate how do you see the Buccaneers attacking this week against a very bad Panthers team that now a lot of people believe, well, they're a lock to beat the Buccaneers because of the firing of Frank Reich, because that's just something that would happen to the Bucs? Well, it, it happens a lot. We yeah. see hockey. A lot of times you find the Raiders you. earlier this year. You fire somebody and everyone's ears perk up, right? Because now their asses are on the line. So there's a little bit more of a level of focus, accountability, not to mention you have now um, assistant coaches getting bigger roles, which means they're more motivated to prove themselves. Usually in the last few games, these coaches start to like wean off of their day-to-day duties because they got to find their jobs because they know that their future is uncertain. Uh, but usually there's a little pep in your step out of the gates. And because this happened so early, I don't see that. So I don't see a blowout. 
And even if they kept Frank Reich, the Panthers are, are not a bad team. They're a bad offense. So on paper, you have an awful offense versus an awful defense. And you have an awesome defense versus a mediocre offense. Like the Panthers defense is really good outside of the run. And the Bucs don't particularly do that well, though Rashad White just ran for 100 yards on 15 carries last week. So how do I see this game? It's going to be a grinder. Uh, I don't I don't see how the Buccaneers, like, you can look at the 1-10 record. Hate to tell you, the Buccaneers are 1-6 in their last seven. They ain't that much better, okay? Like, on paper, if we ignore the first quarter of the season, they have the same record as the Panthers. So that's what we're looking at right now. I think for the Bucs to win this game, they have to establish the run. You need to move the ball on the ground, and it's going to be painful to watch at points, but they have to establish that because that's going to be their moneymaker. Beating this team through the air just rarely has worked. Now, historically speaking, they like to run a lot of, you know, I don't know what the new DC, if they do the same thing, but if I remember correctly, they 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 like to run like cover three and quarters, which allowed Mike Evans to get some deep shots in there. And that's why he traditionally has feasted, even in the, the game last year in Carolina when he dropped the deep ball, those opportunities are presented to him to go deep. So let's say that they run a similar game plan to what they've done in the past where Mike can have some deep shots. Is Baker finally going to hit some deep shots? I don't know. He doesn't do it often. It's his one Achilles heel this year. So I say this in that there's a lot of people that's, you know, first off, the aesthetics of this is that the Bucs should win easy. They're five and a half point favorites. That's why I think if they lose, Bowles could very well be fired on Monday because that means he lost to a one in 10 team. It's five and a half point favorites at home against an organization that's in disarray where they fired their head coach and a couple of other coaches. That's a bad look, but bad look is not the reality. And when you dig into the numbers, um, the defense is going to have to maul Bryce Young, like other teams have, made him uncomfortable and have completely deemed this offense worthless. So strong rushing game, and you better get after the quarterback and make and make Bryce uh, uncomfortable. I, I saw, you know, speaking of of the potential of Todd Bowles, while I don't think he would be fired in season because that's not the Glazers MO, but I think it was Matt Matera of Pewter Report that that sent out a tweet that said, you know, the what if the Carolina Panthers, who just fired Frank Reich, beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, leading to Todd Bowles being fired and an interim being named, and then they beat the Falcons with an interim head coach leading to the firing of Arthur Smith. And it was, it was one of the most hilarious things that I had ever seen. Cause I was like, we legitimately could see this chain of events occur though. Again, the Glazers MO is, is not to fire coaches. It's, it's in- not. And that's, that's, that's worthwhile to mention. I think Bulls would make a strong case to become the first. Ooh, I, I don't know. I, I find it hard to justify Bulls being the first after Lovey Smith, Greg Schiano, uh, Dirk the, wasn't Dirk wasn't the, as bad. The fact is, is that he really he was dealt a bad hand. 
I don't want to dwell on it anymore. He was dealt a bad hand, and he wasn't really Jason's guy. It, this was a a, right. a fix for the Brady stuff. Like again, when or, or if Bowles is fired this year, I will be doing a whole thing that says Bowles was never set up to succeed, and he was screwed. And they did him dirty. But that doesn't also mean that they won't fire him, right? Like, two things can be true. Right. You need to be fired. You were dealt the shittiest hand. Part of my French. But he was. Like, I, I, I really hurt for him in that regard because he was not set up for success. The fans never supported him. Like, they really was. I mean, they he never the, – the players supported him. That's where he, he got support from. The guys in that locker room, they love him. But – um, yeah, I, I just, I'm sorry, but the aesthetics look really bad. And you got to remember if you lose to the Panthers, you've also now lost seven of your last eight. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot, there's a lot here to tack on. And if you just lost to a team that won firing a coach, you might use that as a jolt to see if that wakes your group up. And sadly, there's could still be a chance, chance mathematically they can win a division. So I don't know. Uh, I think if you lose to the Panthers, it's too little, too late. But all right, coming up next, we are going to jump into the insider mailbag, and uh, Evan is going to pull out the crystal ball. That's been it's been a little foggy. There's been a couple things he's seen, a couple things that haven't panned out so well. But that is all coming up in just a moment here on Locked On Bucks. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. And LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Wrapping things up here on a WTSP Wednesday episode of Locked on Bucks. And we're going to dive into the Locked on Bucks insider mailbag before we get to Evan's predictions. We had a few questions roll in. Some are about Todd Bowles, as you would expect. And we've talked about that quite a bit. And then there's a couple that I'm going to put in, in my back pocket to save down the road. But Locked on Bucks insider David asks, when is Canales? going to pull out these trick plays we heard that he was saving for later in the year. He also mentioned that he really liked the Chris Godwin pass call uh, from earlier in the year. But, you know, for uh, for a preseason where we were talking about how much we loved all the motion and and misdirection and it seemed like there were some tricks in the bag, it, we haven't seen a lot of that in the regular season. Uh, when did he say he was going to take a bunch of trick plays? 
I mean, they, they incorporate that stuff, but I, I don't remember him specifically being like, oh, we're going to do some wacky stuff. I think it by was the way that Chris Godwin pass was almost an interception. It, it didn't work out. I think it was it was us talking about, you know, like us as in like people within the media talking about how this was going to be a more creative and inventive. Well, offense. well there's a difference between trick plays and more creative. And to me, Canales has developed himself and he's grown. Um, the one area he has not has been in the red zone. He's been flummoxed uh, within the 20, more specifically between the 10 and the 20. Because uh, he said the other the other week, he was like, oh, I got some great plays if we can get like within five. Um, and, you know, it didn't really happen this time because I, I think, you know, Trask was in there. And, you know, I can't necessarily blame Trask. Godwin was blanketed. But he's done a lot of counters and misdirections the past few weeks. Um, he's He's now worked to the edges more than north and south which allows the O-line to move with their athleticism. So the, the, the motion stuff has kind of been standard. Um, I haven't seen anything that says that he's not doing that anymore, like any numbers. They, they all kind of checked out. He's pretty anal on those numbers. So I, I just think that, that Dave, his play calling is very inconsistent. He gets – there are drives where it's like, holy crap, that was beautiful. Like um, mm -hmm. the touchdown drive last week, uh, the second drive, or their first touchdown drive last week, not the Colts game, um, the the game previously. That was amazing. The first drive against the Colts was the best drive we've seen to start a game of the year. Traditionally, Dave has been terrible at his script and then adjust really nicely. But there's just constants in this game plan where it's like uh, three and out, three and out, touchdown, field goal, field goal, three and out, right? Like, or, you know, or field goal, three and out, three and out, touchdown. It just, it just goes up and down. Like it just, there's no consistency. There's no like, um, they, they just, they hit, they hit brick walls often. Like he doesn't, he doesn't get out of those jams quick enough. He doesn't he doesn't problem solve in drives. He problem solves in punts. So he'll punt and then he'll, he'll go back and be like, okay, I got to do this. And then like he adjusts. But mm -hmm. I'm not going to complain too much. He's a first year OC. That's what you get. That's what you hired. I, I see good stuff from him. I think that the number one thing is they're missing a third option. I think he does not incorporate Chris enough. And, okay. and um, I think that he probably can incorporate Otten a little bit more. He's Otten's shown some good progress the past handful of weeks. I think going back to that Texans game moving forward, even his blocking has been, has been better, especially for the amount of snaps he has to go in there. And we're starting to see Payne Durham a little bit. And I know he had a great catch. That's the headline, but he's starting to get more snaps. And the, I've heard time and time again, he's a red zone threat. He's a red th zone threat. He's going to score a touchdown in the red zone at some point this season. I don't know when, but it's coming. So um, he's emerging. But, yeah, I, I, um, 
I don't really have repudiation of Dave Canales, the mind and what I see. It, it has more to do with the clunkiness of his play calling at times. Yeah, it seems like when one drive goes bad, it takes about two more drives before he pulls himself out of it. I've, I've seen the exact same thing. And, you know, against the Colts, it started with the the terrible interception by Baker Mayfield. You know, I'll, I'll sit here and I'll defend Baker Mayfield all day. That interception to Mike Evans was one of the worst throws he's had all it was, season. It was yeah, it was a terrible play. And by the way, it was a terrible call. Like, yeah. that should have, that needed, they dropped eight, Matt. I don't know what the hell Baker saw. The best play out of that play would have been a throwaway because yeah. there was nobody open, nobody. That should have been checked to a run. So I don't know who has that power or who would have saw it. But, you know, they sometimes the other the other team, the other coach gets you, and, um, and, he, and, and they both got got. Yeah, but then it was three and out, three and out, and then – Canales was able to to pull out of the tailspin and and start to move the ball again. But let's go ahead and dive in to the predictions. And I'm going to go ahead and guess that your bull prediction for this week is not a Payne Durham touchdown. No, uh, <laughs> though it's coming. Uh, six sacks. We're going to see a very Tennessean, Chicago-like performance from the defense. I like to hear that. Uh, I'll go ahead and just say two of those are going to be Kalaja Kansi because – as my youngest child says, uh, Kalijah Kansi is him. He is him, which is why he's my player of the game. Oh, perfect. Look at that. We are simpatico. Yeah. He just, <laughs> I mean, uh, he, he's, he's flashed so much on tape. Uh, just this offensive line, I don't know what they're going to do with him. The Panthers yeah. offensive line is, is not good. They've given up 40 sacks uh, on Bryce Young this year. It's just. It, it smells like a game that finally the Buccaneers can't create pressure, but when they run into a team that is just not so good up front, they will take advantage of you. Now that doesn't beat the upper echelon teams and it, it, it leaves you in the middle against those like Indianapolis Colts type teams, but against the Panthers, they should eat. All right. So big Big day for the defense. Six sacks. Kalijah Kansi, the rookie who gets better every week, is your player of the game. Smells to me like you're going to predict a Buccaneers win here. I am. I have. Hey. Predicted a, it's been a while. It has um, been. I, I let it be known. I predicted 24-20 last week. Colts. I was really close, and I'm going. And Matt Gay missed a field goal. And it's right. If Gay hits the field goal, I nailed that. Damn it! I didn't even think about that. Um, so my prediction is 17-13 Tampa Bay. Not going to be a fun game to watch. Not going to be fun. Grind it out. Do not turn the ball over. The, the Bucs have had nine turnovers in their last seven games. That is a big reason why they're on the slide. They have to get back to the foundation of what Dave Canales installed at the very beginning. Protect the football. Protect the football. Protect the football. Protect the football. And if they do that, if they just don't make mistakes, I don't care if the offense doesn't blow them away. They don't have to pick your pick your chances, play it safe, punt if you have to, let the defense take care of business, pounce when you can, don't give them any gimmies. 17-13, get out, get the dub, doesn't matter how it looks, and uh, let's see how they do in Atlanta. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of Locked on Bucks. Make sure every day or so that you are coming back tomorrow. I will be joined by Julian Council, the host of Locked on Panthers, the man that in the divisional preview 
said that the Buccaneers were going to return to their rightful place of obscurity at the bottom of the division because Bryce Young was the savior in Carolina. That's the guy that I will be talking to on crossover Thursday. So make sure that you come back and tune in for that. In the meantime, check out everything that I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Check out everything that Evan is doing on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10TampaBay.com. And join us both on the Blitz Sunday morning at 8.30, Yeah, That's right. And if you don't live in the, the Tampa Bay area, you can also watch it on 10 Tampa Bay Plus. Download that app. You can also watch it on YouTube uh, later that Sunday. So on our Bay. 10 Tampa Bay page, that is. There it is. All right. I uh, want to thank you all so much for making Locked On Bucks your first listener review every single day. Follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at Eklosky WTSP. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 